Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, Nigel. It's such a pleasure to chat with you this afternoon. And, um, Thank you. Yeah, big fan of yours for a very long time with the wonderful work that you do as a acclaimed, world-acclaimed uh, fashion photographer uh, and a judge, of course, on America's Next Top Model. So now you have a new, I say, cause slash project. And tell us all about this new project that you are working towards uh, jewelry to be made genderless in order to be more accessible for, for everyone. So tell us all about that. Well, I have joined forces with Watchfinder & Co. who've become the very first retailer to remove all gender categories from across their websites and stores, which, you know, for me, I think it's been a long time coming. I mean, the campaign focuses on the fact that categorizing watches, either men's or women's, is basically redundant and certainly restrictive. And you know, as people's watch preferences and personal tastes uh, have continued to diversify and overlap, it just makes sense to remove the, the gender and allow people to simply pick, you know, for a large watch, a medium watch, or a small watch. I mean, I know that, for example, my wife loves to watch, loves to wear rather a rather large watch with a sort of big strap that hangs on her wrist, and I have a, a, a rather lovely very rather small, thin, slim Rolex that my father gave me that I think was my grandfather's from the 1950s that fits very well underneath my suit. And, you know, it's, it's, it's basically that one size doesn't fit all, and that shouldn't mean that that somehow is connected and associated with gender. And so what's been the response so far from some of the world's leading watchmakers? Well, you know, it's interesting. I mean, there's, certainly there are watchmakers out there that still are themselves personally listing their watches as, say, a male watch or a female watch. But you are seeing a change um, in general by a lot of different companies out there. And in fact, you know, you've got a lot of sort of big stars as well who are changing their uh, their wear, what they wear, and the sizes of things they wear. I mean, for example, even. It's, I guess big famous companies like Audemars Piguet that have made to make the very famous the Royal Oak Chronograph. Now, their cases have, have historically been the sort of larger 41 millimeter case, and they've now reduced them down to 38 millimeter as well as right. And, and yet, you know, initially people were saying, "Oh, that's a man's watch." Well, it, it, it's they, you know, it's the smaller watch is not the female version; it's just a smaller watch. So as things can get bigger and smaller, it doesn't mean that it's a, a man's watch or a woman's watch. You know, I, I like to reference it to other things out there. If you look at things like cars, for example, it, it is a pickup truck a man's car? It, it, it is a um, you know a, a golf, for example, is that a woman's car? No, you know, they're just cars, and they're different sizes, and they have different functions. And I think, in the, and they also help people express themselves. You know, if you want a VW Beetle, that you know, again, is that a woman's car or a man's car? It's neither. It's a car, and if it works for you, then fantastic. I think that it's high time that sort of accessories and clothes and jewelry also had the same, um, I guess, the, the same clarification. Well, it just so happens that I happen to drive a VW Beetle myself, so uh, I'm kind of biased on that. So. But, well, I mean, you know, you, you, you drive one, but my 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 um, father-in-law also drives one. He has a convertible green oh. VW. And, you know, and and if you remember, you know, the, the movie Herbie, yes. to Monte Carlo, and uh, all the Herbie movies with the VW Beetle. I mean, the car itself is actually a boy, right? So uh-huh. you know, does it? You know, so 
is it a boy's car or a girl's car? Again, it's like anything. I have a Land Rover. It's a huge, big one. And, and you know, my wife calls it a girl. I call it a boy. So we have different names for it. But at the end of the day, it's a car. And I feel like with jewelry too, you know, I, I, and especially watches, I feel that there's plenty of room for people to, you know, to, to have the freedom to express themselves however they see fit. Well, now, are are some of the more long-term, long-time, I should say, traditional watch manufacturers such as Cartier, Patek, those types of, you know, just, you know, they've been in business forever. How are they responding to this? I mean, I, I, mean, I, I you know, each different manufacturer, has, 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 it's less to them about the, the actual clarification. Many of them, you know, have had categories where they have said this is a man's watch or this is a women's watch. They are in general moving away from that now and just producing watches and making, you know, what you're seeing is some of the ladies' watches that were considered ladies' watches, and that's how they sold them. For example, Rolex has one that's called the Pearl Master, you know, and that classically came in a 29-millimeter case, you know, which was considered to be thin and slim and smaller, right? And, well, they are now making that same watch in a 39-millimeter case, which is a lot bigger in, in, in the watch world. And, you know, and, and, and that was in large part because a lot of men also were interested in buying that watch. And so they were like, well, perhaps we should shake things up a little bit. And I feel that, you know, as well, you know, ladies who, and women who want to wear a bigger watch, you know, perhaps, okay, now they can buy the Pearl Master in a larger, in a larger case. And so that's just Rolex. But you're also seeing, I, I mentioned sort of celebrities as well, and, you know, people like Billie Eilish, she wears the, you know, a 36-millimeter Rolex. And I'm using the, the, the size because the size is interesting. You know, you've got a, Billie Eilish wearing a 36-millimeter, Serena Williams wearing a 37-millimeter Audemars, Kim Kardashian a 39-millimeter Audemars, Victoria Beckham a 40-millimeter, Hayley Baldwin 40, Shalise Theron a 44-millimeter Rolex. And then look at the, you know, the guys here, Ryan Gosling wearing a 34-millimeter Rolex. Harry Styles at 32, Timothy Chalamet and Jay-Z both wearing a 27 millimeter. So you know, there's an example of, you know, perhaps if you want the reverse in sizes, yet, you know, no one's sort of calling into question who they are, what they are. It's rather a question of style. Okay. And so do you see this uh, genderless um, uh, trend? Do you see it happening with other jewelry or, or primarily with watches now or other styles of jewelry? Well, I think that, you know, it's interesting. I mean, I feel that women have led the way in this in the first, in the first place. I mean, I think, you know, women have, have always been sort of, when it comes to things like watches, for example, wearing whatever they want. They want to wear a larger watch, they've worn one. It's, it's been a lot of it, has been men catching up and, and, and there have, have guys being sensitive to, you know, whether it's okay to wear a watch that's classified as a, a woman's watch, whereas, you know, a, a, a woman has been someone who, even if it said men, they'd be like, that's fine, I'll wear it. You know, like, mm-hmm. you know, my daughter will wear my T-shirt if she wants, yet my son probably wouldn't wear my, my wife's T-shirt currently. Although, you know, all of these things are now in flux, and you are seeing in fashion in general things changing. You've got a lot of celebrities and stars and, and pro athletes who are out there who, you know, make statements with, you know, okay, I'm going to wear a diamond studded earring, you know, or I'm going to wear a necklace, you know, or I'm going to wear, or my wife even taking some of my cufflinks to wear with a French cuff shirt she has. And, you know, those are my cufflinks and then she's wearing them and I'm sort of thinking, well, they look fantastic on her. But then, okay, so those are, they're not men's cufflinks. They're just simply cufflinks. So, you know, there are areas where we, I think, as people sometimes get trapped in this sort of clarification of it has to be this 
you know, gender or that gender, when actually it, it's simply a, a, an object, and if you like it, it works. You know, it's like a bathroom. And yes, you can ha- you can ha- make them gendered bathrooms, but the function of the bathroom is actually the same. Well, I know personally, I have loved cufflinks for years with white shirts. I, I just love good-looking right. cufflinks. I just love. I got a, I think I must have maybe about thirty sets of cufflinks by now because I've done it for like over twenty years. It's just a really cool look. And with you being a fashion expert, I agree. yeah, you know all about that. Well, now, uh, where can people get more information about this whole new trend uh, movement that you're working with about the watches? Well, you can go to watchfinder.com, and, and you know, actually, they have a store in New York. If you happen to come to the city, they have stores all over the world. But watchfinder.com online in the U.S. Um, and watchfinder.co.uk in, the, in Europe. But go to watchfinder.com and you'll be able to see all these fabulous watches, huge choice, and they won't be classified by male and female. It'll, it'll be, you know, large, medium, and small. So find the one that fits you and, and, and you know, dress the way you want. Express mm-hmm. yourself. Exactly. This is so true. I think that if you can afford uh, a Rolex, uh, just whatever size you can get it in, just buy it and wear it, please. <laughs> There you go. Well, Nigel, i got a last question here. Now, of course, we have seen you on America's Next Top Model, the face and of your beautiful photographs. What's next for you as far as uh, fashion and projects and television? You know, I've got a very exciting project that I'm working on at the moment. I've been working in the sort of, as well as fashion, but also the intersection of fashion and and fitness for many years. I created a gym in New York called the Dog Pound, and I opened one in L.A., um, and then more recently, last year, I created a platform called Vive, V-1-V-E, Vive. And it comes from the French word, the verb, vivre, to live. And it's really a platform that brings together the best in class of, of people from the health, wellness, and fitness communities um, in a very diverse and inclusive way to, to really help cut through the chaos that's out there in the digital world and create a curated platform for people everywhere and anywhere to find exactly what they want to do and, and find the answers and find engaging and entertaining content uh, on one platform. And you'll find us on Instagram at, at The Vive, um, and you'll see you know, exactly who we are, what we're about right there. We launch at the end of this year in Q3, Q4. Okay. Oh, my goodness. I want to see that. And with your artistic talents, I know it's going to be informative and beautifully done, so I can't wait to see that one. That's cool. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Well, thank you for sharing and giving us the information about the genderless uh, watches and such and other fashion information. So we will look forward to next time in L.A., I'll go the dog pound and work out Yes, as a guest. There you go. Fantastic. <laughs> okay, well, thank you, Nigel, again, and we hope to uh, hopefully you can come back next project. We'd love to have you come back. Wonderful. I look forward to that, too. Okay, thank you, then. Bye-bye. All the best. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to another edition of Film Festival Radio with your host, Janice Malone. Be sure to download this and other episodes at filmfestivalradio.com.